This is a HeadGum Podcast. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to get played. I'm Nick Weiger, along with Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Under the sea. Hello, everyone. Yes, Matt, we are recording this under the sea. Under, We're under the sea. We're, we're under the sea. Down here, it's wetter. The podcast is better under the sea. Yeah. Um, uh... I'm struggling, man. Yeah, it's, um... This was... I don't know about this idea. We, we knew we were gonna sort of talk about, like, water stuff and, like, water games with Gabriel. Dave the Diver specifically. And we're like, hey, that'll be a fun layer to it. We'll record uh, in the open ocean. Yeah, and it's, um... It's just a lot harder to do the show soaked. And, like, For sure. I, you don't really know that you're wet because you're in water. Yes. That's sort of a paradox thing that now that's kind of fucking me up, you know? Um, but... Nothing nothing even really works down here. Yeah, I mean, I'm having trouble hearing you, yeah. you know, through our all our scuba gear. Like I'm just I'm struggling to even make out what you're saying. I think you were saying that nothing really works down I'm not, here. No, Nick, we can't make out. I wasn't I wasn't saying that. I was not proposing that. If you thought that was what I was saying, I See, please, I just we're, I we're missing each other. We can't really hear each okay. other down here. But you know what? I just want to make it clear that's not what I was saying because that could put no. our working relationship in a really weird place. <laughs> If you thought I was actually proposing that. You know what? How about this? Uh-huh. How about we open up that, that text document that we have and we can sort of just text out. Oh, sh- my computer doesn't work down here. Let me try mine. Oh, this thing's fucking nah, soaked. All, it doesn't all, work at all. It's all wet. The computer's fucking wet. The computer doesn't work now. Uh, I also think I just ruined my MacBook. Yeah, my MacBook's fucking ruined. It has ocean water on it. Let me try my phone. Oh, fuck. Uh, it doesn't shit, work. My phone's all ruined. I think I just ruined my phone, too. Uh-huh. Well, okay. Do, do you bring, hold on? I got some pa- some notes on paper. I was gonna say I brought I, I brought these ads that we have to read. They're printed out. The fucking this paper is just hell. turning into fucking mush. I'm starting uh, to not be able to breathe good. Yeah, this is the other thing. I think our oxygen supply is dwindling. Are we dumb? I well, hang on. No, it's we're not dumb. No, I just, we might be dumb. I think Matt. I why yeah. why do we think this was a good idea? I think we're dumb. I think, I think we might be dumb, but. Oh, too dumb to figure it out, though. Yeah, I can't really put my finger on why. Uh, I think we can just keep doing the show, and I guess, is anybody feeling, I'm feeling, like, crushed. Yeah, I'm kind of, like, I might have the bends. Um, Anyway, speaking of Dave the Diver, uh, my big thoughts are glug, 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 glug. It's interesting that you say that, because mine are... We jump into the blue hole and hire a Jason Voorhees lookalike to serve sushi as we deep dive on 2023 surprise hit Dave the Diver this week on Get Played. Wow, it's Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to get played. 
I'm Nick Weiger, along with Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Get Played. And with us today, uh, Heather Heather is out. Our guest just buried his head in his hands. <laughs> I don't know what we did wrong, but I always so feel far, like... So far, I think everything. I think everything, all of this whole thing is a fucking mistake. Well, when Heather's not here, it's always a little bit chaotic, as yeah. we were saying before we started. Uh, just but thankfully... the sort of, like, double down on hello, everybody. Like, I know, like, yes, indeed. Hello, everybody. It's like, whoa. Fucking... He said it. With the, killing it with the catchphrases. <laughs> You have no idea how much people like hello everyone. It's, that is yeah. like <laughs> that's like Matt's thing. It's like <laughs> and when, so when people say it in other things, I get screenshots. They said it. They said your thing. <laughs> Man, good way way to corner the market on an actual expression. I wish I was anytime <laughs> Anytime someone said, what's up, man? They were like, holy shit, it's Gabriel. That kind of of brand recognition is a fucking dream come true. Well, some of the ones that you're known for have fallen out of favor. Is that correct? (laughs) Yeah, a lot of what I'm known for used to be just carved into bathroom stall doors and shit like that. Uh, Our guest today, uh, one of the funniest people on earth from the podcast, High and Mighty in Action Boys, John Gabris is here. Hi, Gabris. Thanks for joining us again. Oh, please. Hi, Weiger. This is so fun. Rather than just texting you guys about games or asking for recommendations, we could record it for strangers to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will will say because, and part of the the origin of this particular episode, uh, we weren't going to do a full episode about this game, but you and I have been texting about your fandom of it. And we'll we'll get into it in a second. But it's like, I, I do feel like that's a big part of our... Uh, you know, text relationship is you'll just like text me, you know, like, hey, I'm playing this right now or hey, should I get a Steam Deck, you know, and we'll kind of go back and forth about things. Yeah, I have like a handful of people that are adult gamers whose taste I trust that isn't like I'm like a specific level of gamer, like with Iffy friend, friend, mutual friend Iffy. He's a little too far. He's like, oh, I got to get you on Divinity Original. Like, you know, it's always like too much shit that he wants me to do. He's like, bro, we're we're going to fucking London to do blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, hold on. And then I got text Weiger and I'm like, I like Dave the Diver. He's like, oh, buddy, it's such good vibes. And I'm like, okay, this is like the level of conversation. It's annoying because I'm like uh, into it more than any other person that would want to have a conversation about it. But I also am wary of getting into like, I'm like I'm not rebuild. I'm not building a PC here. So like, right, just right. De- deal with me on that level of gamer. And finding people who are on that level of conversation uh, with you is is appealing. Yes, two of them are happen to be professional video game <laughs> podcast hosts. But <laughs> our, di- our our dialogue, our conversations aren't like in the nitty gritty per se, but a kind of like overall scratch the surface type of vibe. So I'm always running by you and like. I'm pretty up to date on games and stuff, but sometimes I'm worried something will fall through the cracks. So I'll be like, "What have you been playing lately?" and and, and yeah. shit like that, just to keep, just to stay in the loop. I mean, I well, guess I could just yeah. listen to your podcast, but that would be like a breach of how friendships in 2023 work. <laughs> <laughs> is there? Well, well, well. Here's the thing, because and and I think this is a huge part of like being an adult who plays video games is how do I budget my time for this very time intensive and also very expensive hobby? Yeah, and it's like if I'm going to commit to a game, uh, when when games retail for seventy dollars and are going to demand you know dozens of hours of my time, like I want to make sure that this is something that's going to you know fit for me and like I always feel like that to your point when you are trying to decide what to play next 
you know, games are so expensive these days. Mm-hmm. The new games retail for $70, and they demand, you know, dozens of hours of your time. Uh, before you just, like, jump in or and commit to something, you want to have a sense of what you're in for. And a lot of times, like, the, I mean, honestly, it's it's so tough to figure out figure that out from, like, just, like, looking at th- looking at Metacritic and stuff. Like, yeah, like it just, right. Like, someone whose taste you trust is, is such a better guidepost. Yeah, and especially in this, in the online stores where it's, like, Best sell like every everything we know is like payola and shit like that. So you never know like what is actually selling a bunch. You know, like I'm always like Steam's like it's a bestseller, and I look and it's like eight thousand downloads. And then another game's like people seem to like this, and it's got four hundred and fifty thousand down. You know, it's like yeah. pornography yeah. rules. It's like this has seven million views. This is probably a little better than this hundred k <laughs> view. You know. I mean, honestly, too, if you adjust your Steam store settings, pornography rules there as well, I assure you. <laughs> You'll start getting wrecks for Tokyo Love Hotel. And <laughs> um, it's, uh, uh, just, uh, yeah, go on. Let's take this offline. If you could just drop in the chat how you change your Steam. Weiger, you're right. And also, the time commitment shit only really hits for me in the retroactive of like, fuck i can't believe i played that game for 18 hours like i did yeah. not love it you know and i'm like damn it that was 18 hours i could have and this is the sad part is you start being like that's 18 hours i could have been playing a different game not like spend time with loved right. ones or write poetry or see nature or anything but I, like that. It, that, it, that is so right. interesting too because i think about this and i also think about like how this this narrative only applies to video games and not other things because I won't think, oh, I just watched an entire show and like feel bad about that. I won't I won't feel bad about having watched like eighteen hours of a of a TV show. Yeah. Uh, but like for a video game, I'm like, oh, I just I can't believe I did this. Maybe it's just well, the there, amount of time. Yeah, maybe. For me as a married man, I'm always running into like the this is a lot of alone time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that's that's where my guilt kicks in. Like Yes, like career and productivity and like, wow, I can't believe I haven't gone to the gym in five days. And it's like, I just don't have the time. It's like, log right. into Baldur's Gate and it's like 26 hours into the year. Like, <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> I'm lying to myself here a little. Right, uh, 100%. But it's also the relationship shit too of just like, not that I'm like, my wife is standing, like tapping her foot, being like, we're supposed to make love. And I'm just like jamming on a video <laughs> game. <laughs> I'm waiting for the lovemaking. <laughs> but it's like if you just sit down to something that you know is going to take up f- 50 hours of your solo time, like yes. that's like a weird choice, you know? But if it was a book, no one would like I, – I don't think I would think that about myself. No, no. And nobody's going to be like, you read a whole book? That's pretty sick. Sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sick fuck. Uh, le- I, I, I do want to, I, I do want to talk some more about uh, uh, this week's game. But before we get into it, uh, there's a question we always ask at the top of this show. And Gabrus, we can start with you because you just mentioned, I believe, the game you're playing. Uh, what are you playing? Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
Okay, so I downloaded Baldur's Gate about a month ago, right when it came out, and I haven't touched it until this past weekend. We're recording on wow. a Monday. I just started on Saturday. Wow. Because this was a game that I was, I don't know what, I, 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 don't, I can't even think of an analogy. It, it, it's like, uh, you get to fuck Jennifer Connelly, and I'm just like, I don't think I'm ready for this yet. You know, and you're just like... <laughs> It's like I'm so, I'm so glad Heather isn't here. <laughs> it's like you know, it's like this huge, yeah. like this huge, exciting thing that you think I'm pretty sure I'm gonna love, but like this is this could take up a lot of my time or at least like my brain space. So right. like I had and like also this, you have insane expectations for it. I mean, I certainly did going into this game. Yeah, same Sorry, exactly. And you're like, this is gonna be the best. And you're like, well, temper that, temper that, and then start like I was like trying to get like my affairs in order i was like well let me just finish one round of diablo it's like right let me play through the game we're going to talk about later let me do this for and then i'll settle and then finally this weekend uh tiff was out of town uh i wanted finally. to spend some time yeah finally <laughs> and then uh my my dog doesn't like to really hang out in the office which is where my game where i normally game from so I moved the PlayStation into my living room, and mm. I've just been playing on the big TV in the living room. And my dog and my dog's just been so right by my side, just as I save scum my way through like one <laughs> round of combat. <laughs> uh, what are I, you? Uh, yeah, go on. I was gonna say I am not good at the game yet. I am. Uh, I am bad. I'm having a lot of difficulties, mm -hmm. but I'm. I'm impressed. I'm playing it on PlayStation. I had an extended conversation with Nick about my fear of not playing with a mouse and keyboard, but it's it's coming pretty smoothly. You're right. The camera stuff is really fun on Baldur's Gate with like the two joysticks makes it a little easier. But I, I'm I'm enjoying myself. What was your question, Wags? I was I was gonna ask like because I know you're a you're an old school like D and D guy. Like you've you played pencil and paper D and D, pen and paper D and D, and you also like love high fantasy in general, like fantasy novels. Um, is there a class a, a race build you gravitated towards? Um, I've been playing tabletop D and D on and off for now almost thirty years, which is like wow. insane. I recently did some. Uh, HeadGum D&D live stream and uh, HeadGum uh, host of uh, Review Review, Riley Anspaugh, was like, Gabrus, have you ever played D&D? And uh, I just got to say for the first time in my life, I'm like, do not take offense by this, but I know that you're young, so I just get to say this. I've been playing D&D since before you were alive. Wow. And she was like, oh, and I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I, that sounds so condescending and so old man of me, but I, it's rare that that's true for an interaction. So I just right. had to tell you, I've been playing since you were zero, uh, since you were <laughs> negative nine months old. Since the night of your conception, I've been playing. <laughs> I've always been like, I always mix it up because I read so much fantasy. I get inspired by certain characters, especially like tertiary characters that the main characters characters run into like oh Drizzito Erden the drow elf from Menzo Berenzin meets a uh, Sferf Nebly guy named uh, <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about here uh, <laughs> I was with you but the Sferf Nebly is a gnome of the deep and there's Belwar Disengulp a guy I, okay but you get I get caught up in these characters and uh, I'm actually playing a half elf ranger kind of archer sub build which is a class uh, wow. i play every once in a while i like to play like a hippie 
elf uh, that likes the forest and animals and stuff. And uh, I've always I've always loved the bow and arrow as uh, as like an idea. I like I I now build like with with character in mind, even in a game. I, I'm not thinking about right. maximizing damage. I'm thinking about oh, it'd be cool to be like of nature and a bow and arrow guy. That's badass. I, I I love that. It's also like, you know, the, the Larian games are so difficult. You mentioned it. It's just like the combat is so complicated. And um, I found myself, and I and I fell off uh, Baldur's Gate 3, but I'm, I am going to return to it um, in December. I found myself just playing on the easiest difficulty because that just like, gives me the leeway to like role play it a little bit more. And yeah, like you were mm. saying, not worry about min maxing, which to me just like gives me anxiety of just like, well, shit, I got to make sure that everything is uh, everything about my build is perfect so I can have a chance at combat. Right. I, I honestly had such trouble with like one of the first big combat encounters that yeah. I was like, I have to play for a couple more days before I decide to go down to easy difficulty. But that's something I've learned that I, I need to get over. Like, it's about enjoying the game. No one's going to be like, oh, you beat it? Was it on easy? Yeah. And like, right. <laughs> like, no one cares. And if, that, yeah. if, if anyone who gives a shit how I beat Baldur's Gate 3 and not just like, you beat Baldur's like, why? who is this for? I'm like lying to myself. The challenge is not... It's already like a 50, 60 hour game. Like I don't right. need to add like I spent four hours on like one battle, dying a few times, then saves coming my way through it, and then like finally solving it and blowing all my healing potions and like one off uh items. And I was like, Yeah. This seems like not the way to play this game because this is the first right. encounter. I got I got a hundred more days of this. I gotta get my <laughs> shit together. <laughs> um but overall, I mean, are you it is is it living up to expectations? I got to say, uh, another gamer that I trust is one of my childhood best friends who we played D&D and video games growing up together. And he was like, this is the closest you can get to D&D. And yeah. it really it really is. Wow. Like, it, it feels really fucking good when you're playing it. The storylines are super rich. All the characterization is very interesting. You know, like, the, uh, the differentiation amongst the characters is really interesting. Like the uh the dialogue is a lot of fun it it's i couldn't believe how specific you can get with building your character with like subclasses and shit like that yeah. spell memorization like all this shit being part of it is so fucking radical though there is a part of me that really likes the simplicity and the streamlining that Baldur's Gate 3 doesn't have uh you yes. know like i felt i found like Skyrim was like a great uh perfect encapsulation of how of high fantasy how much i like and then how easy it was to play right 100 percent. yeah this has so much like granular detail because yeah. it's trying to simulate the real thing but it, it is daunting and the turn-based combat yeah. is is really interesting but it does slow the game down in a way that it and then like once you have mm -hmm. a party which is like part of the excitement of D D too now you have too much shit to deal with <laughs> like now yeah, you're like right. yes. fuck yeah that now I'm playing but it's a combination of like all the shit you like right you're running around interacting with the environment then you're in like an XCOM 2 battle scenario and that's yeah. fun too like it, I, I I would love to come back on after like uh, three months uh, with you know with like sunken eyes and grayish skin and talk to you about <laughs> how it all played out for me I love that <laughs> Um, uh, Matt, so we're, since we're banking this episode, we're yeah. a little ahead. I thought instead of just talking about the same game, we could talk about, uh, it, something 
close to the topic of the of the the main thrust of the episode. I thought we could talk yeah. about a water game. Okay, that yeah. We love. Do you do you want to start? or You want me to start? I can I can start. Right, yeah, there's this like. So I have this thing, Gabrus. It's called the it's called a play date, and it's a it's a little square like gaming device. It's a sort of little like boutique like gaming device, and it has a it has a crank on it. Because uh, for a second there, it felt like you were just describing the concept of a handheld, but like it's yes, actually there, quite it has small. a crank to it. Yeah, yeah it, it has it has a crank yes. on it, and so it has a directional like a D pad and two buttons and a crank, and that's all it is. And Whoa! It has these... So it has no battery or no power. I love that. Oh, it, well, it has it has that as well, yeah, and and, and a screen. So, what's so the crank does... for? The crank is a, is a control element, not oh a yeah, the, power the crank element? is a is a is a control. So it is like um for this for this particular game that I'm talking about called uh, Whitewater Wipeout. There, it's a it's a surfing game, and it, you see this wave, and you have to use the crank to manipulate your guy on the surfboard to go up or down the wave to stay afloat. And oh, it fucking cool. rules. Wow. And you can go up in the air too, and twist the crank uh, a lot to like have him do spins and tricks and stuff. And it's really, really, it's a great. That to me is a great water game. You're surf. Right. Who's, what? Who's cooler than surfers? First of all, it's true. Hard to beat. You're Second, talking a, a, a SoCal surfer dude. You're like a foot away right. from one. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, who? Yeah. Uh, I guess um, there are uh, maybe cooler people there. I think. <laughs> Wait a minute. But, <laughs> Wait, I'm also realizing how yeah. old I sound of like, oh, cool, and you crank it to power it. It's like, <laughs> I, I was thinking, like, that's so green and interesting. And no, it was, it's I, was doing a, <laughs> I, I was doing a bad job of explaining uh, what it was. But that was, so it was a good clarifying question to get me to what the crank is actually for. And it is to, to navigate on this wave and do tricks and, and beat your high score. That's kind of all there is to it. It's yeah. not like, a, like you don't really get to go in the water. So it's like you're on the water, only. right? Sure. So you're well, water yeah. adjacent. Yeah. But it's so it's and if you fall off, you think I'm gonna get pedantic with you here? Not actually a water game. I just saw you sort of. I saw no, your you're knuckles. Fine. I and <laughs> I was getting nervous that you were gonna start. Better be immersed in, in water. It's <laughs> gonna well, qualify. My question for you: I know we're talking water games specifically, yeah. but Apodaca, what's your favorite play date game? What's the best game on the console? Great question. Uh, well, it might be it might be this because what what's cool about the um, the play date is that it comes with games. So you have like you buy this thing, and then every every month there were two new games on it, or so, or it was every week I think there were two new games. And so it has these games that are on it um, that came for free with the system. So Wipeout, a Water White White Water Wipeout was one of them. But there's a game that I purchased and installed on it called Bloom that I really, really love that I talked a lot about on the show, actually. And what it is is it's like a slice of life. Uh, oh, that's right. I remember like, this. Yeah. Game where you play this girl who's lying about, like, she's lying about going to college and she, when in fact she left college and opened a flower store and so she's <laughs> trying to keep keep this secret alive keep her parents happy and also this um this budding relationship uh going and it's it's great it is such a neat just like a sweet little like easy like easy playing like sure. if there's if, if easy listening is a music genre it's easy playing it's a nice little cozy game oh yeah. i like that i like that yeah cool really fun and then but you get you do get if you're me anyway you do get very stressed out when you have to get to the parts where you have to try to maintain this 
benign lie, but yeah. it feels <laughs> like uh, I'm not trying to get in trouble by my parents. Right. I would never lie to my parents. This game it, is pushing me in directions I never thought. Yeah, straight, uh, in, the, <laughs> straight in the trash. <laughs> Tipper Gore was right. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, if uh, we're ever on the same podcast in the future or you know we're, we're, there's a chance we'd run into each other, please pack this play date. I'd love to take a look ab- at absolutely. it. Absolutely. I, I, I will absolutely I've never do heard I of it. Just have I don't it know me. anyone else talking about it, so I'm so It's curious. really, really cool. It's definitely like a very niche thing, but it is, it's very, very fun. And the thing about it that's cool is that you do have to play it in direct sunlight or else you cannot see what's going on, yeah. on, the, on the screen. One thing I've learned from this <laughs> podcast is that if there's a completely impractical piece of hardware, Matt will buy it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Heather will gas me up. I was up about to say. <laughs> I follow Heather on social media. She yeah. seems to be purchasing some equipment that seems yeah. nearly, I mean, she seems to be like building shit that would yeah. like, what like get you reported to the FBI, but I think it's, <laughs> I think it's all nightmare. for gaming. <laughs> oh, I thought I'd just touch on real quick a game that I had a lot of fondness for uh, when I was uh, when I was a kid. Uh, so the you, people I'm sure know the XCOM franchise from its modern incarnation, but the it was. Uh, a PC, I, I knew it as a PC game back in the 90s that I got on, uh, uh, on um, I think it was, might have predated CD-ROM. It might, it might have gotten on floppy disks. Uh, but anyway, the first the first XCOM game, uh, basically it's like, you know, it's it's you're defending the, the uh, Earth from alien invasion. And so it's like you have these, it's a mix of, of this kind of real-time uh, base building game um, and then there are turn-based tactical combat sequences that are really extended and and really difficult. Honestly, kind of uh, Baldur's Gate three esque in terms of just like you know, positioning your characters and uh, uh, you know what uh, 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 there's um uh, there's permadeath, so it's like it's just like this. It feels very very high stakes in some of these encounters you have to do over and over again. Uh, well, basically they were they had to rush out a sequel. And the sequel is XCOM Terror from the Deep. It came out like the next year. And it's basically just a reskinned underwater version of the original. It's basically aliens are evading again, but now they're in the oceans. <laughs> and and so it basically is just the same game, but way harder and underwater. But despite that, it's still good because the first game was so good. Yeah. That it's one of those things where it's just like like and even reading from the developers, it's just like, yeah, the publisher kind of just made them do this and they just turned it out as a cash grab, but still it's good and was worth playing. Um, so I kind of, I don't know. I, I had a lot of fondness for it. Uh, and um, I think also, it, it's also like, I feel like a game that maybe has kind of been memory hold a little bit. Like I think people maybe remember the original XCOM, um, but uh, but forget about the, the, the direct sequel. And then also they made a bunch of bad XCOM games in the aftermath. And after that, there really wasn't a good XCOM game until like the 2012 reboot. So... Uh, XCOM Terror from the Deep is the thing I figured I'd shout out for this exercise. Uh, but Rochelle, also, uh, I, I wanted to, our, our producer Rochelle, before we started recording, you were like, why are we talking underwater games? Um, and I asked you if you had one, and you mentioned you played through Inside, a game that we covered on the podcast. Yeah, I just finished it um, this weekend. Wow. And it was uh, recommended to me by my friend as a cozy game. As a cozy game? <laughs> a cozy, spooky <laughs> game. And I was uh, horrified. Yes. Yes. Um, 
because it was not cozy. It was very stressful and very scary, especially um, at the end. I did not expect there to be so much body horror. Yes, yeah. it absolutely is. And there is there are some oceanic uh, sequences. There's oh, some yes. There's some uh, a pivot, there's a pivotal swimming sequence. But wait, hold on. Like, th- is it possible this friend had this confused with a different game? Because it's so not cozy. <laughs> no, I think that he uh, he thought it'd be funny to tell me. It was oh, okay, game. you got pranked. Okay, <laughs> I think got, I got it. pranked. Yeah. What did you think though? I loved it. Yeah, it is yeah. rad, right? It was it was gorgeous and so beautiful. It's one of my favorite games. It's a game that I think I recommend the most. Now up there with Disco Elysium is like me telling people you have to play this game. It's so great. Wait, I love. Okay, Ta- I loved Inside as well. Um, okay, it, it was one of the first games I played uh, that was like indie-ish uh and uh it's one of those games that teaches you the game as you play it like there's mm-hmm. no right. like and i really i really enjoyed that about it but wait t- talk to me really quick i'm sure your listeners are don't want to hear about disco elysium but i've heard so many things about this game uh but when i looked it up it didn't look like something i would be that into for some reason just based on the imagery but is it fucking rad you would love it i mean it's like it's it's great writing. It honestly is every is ba- is a lot like Baldur's Gate uh, without the combat, which is weird to dis- to say. But it's basically all of the role playing out, el- or maybe weird to conceive of um, uh, if you're if you're expecting that sort of experience. Yeah. But it is just the role playing. It is just the character interaction, um, some light puzzles. Uh, but so much of it is just driven by dialogue and the choices you make as a player character, and you really get to role play the shit out of this. But also the writing and voice acting and art direction are all just top yeah. notch. It is a lot of reading like it, a lot of like reading. it's there's always there's a lot of text on screen a lot and i reckon i recommended it to a friend of mine who i was in a uh D campaign with during the pandemic and he told me it was the first video game he's finished in 20 years he was like i have not played a game like that and i recommended it to him specifically because i was like you can play this game how we play D. i think like it's like it's so fun and you can be so you can be so crazy yeah, that's the other thing is you get to, like, it's got, you know, it's got a lot of leftist politics that are kind yeah. of built into it. And yes, you can play your guy as a complete, like, fucking drunken maniac. Yeah. Or you can just do a total sober playthrough, um, you know, because drugs and alcohol are, like, a huge element of this, uh, of the game. Uh, but, yeah. like, I played through it in its entirety twice, and I played two completely different character builds, even though it's the same um, uh, amnesiac player character, but I just played them in completely different ways and got so, saw so much shit I did not see the first time through uh so yeah would this be like the modern incarnation of like text adventures more or less like it's like uh like with with visuals like would be because i i i'm i'm not understanding what gameplay i guess it's just all the choices you make send you down certain paths and like finding certain characters based on clue or finding certain steps based on clues and shit like that or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Like it's a you're ostensibly a detective. Well, you are a detective. You're a, and you have a partner and there is a case that you are solving. But it's okay. not like a point and click adventure game or even a text adventure game where there's a bunch of puzzles and I got to figure out all this shit of like I got to figure yeah. out how to how do I get the I have a, I have a slice of bread and a jar of mayonnaise. How do I get this key out of this keyhole? Oh, I know. Okay, okay. You know, I mean, it's like none of that shit. It's it's just like going around and having like lengthy conversations and making different choices. And a big part of the gameplay is in the same way that that there you know there are dice rolls and dialogue that happen in Baldur's Gate. It's the same sort of principle. And in fact, I wouldn't be shocked if Baldur's Gate actually borrowed it from this game. 
Um, but it's like you know you'll based on your based on a, on a, a series of different attributes that you, your character oh, has. Different should skills. you try to intimidate this guy? Oh, exactly. Good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've I've done like an intimidation build more or less, so I yes. could like yeah. I've, I've juiced up my intimidation points so yeah. I could like oh I like basing this. it on yourself. Uh, I, <laughs> it's funny that that's really only my dynamic amongst comedians. Like yeah, I'm not right. like that in real life. No. <laughs> uh, I'm a fucking sociopath. I just change who I am depending on my environment. Uh, but, but before we move on from inside, Rochelle, yeah. you have to play Limbo. There, it's their okay. other game now too, and it's 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 I so good. I'm very scared of spiders. Oh, then do not play it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the cover and I was like, mm, I don't know if I yeah, can do Yeah, no, this. there are a lot of them and they're, and they're, and they're bad. They're bad <laughs> in the game. Do not play it. Maybe this will be um, some exposure therapy for mm. me. <laughs> uh, well, I will say if you're looking for a cozy game and a chill game, I do think Dave the Diver qualifies. Oh. And I have Ooh, put yeah. a lot of time into this, but Gabrus, you've put I think way more hours into this than me. And you've also you also told me you rolled credits on this game. Yeah. I I quote unquote I think it's one of those games that you could just go back and continue to play forever, right. obviously. But yeah, I beat the I beat the narrative I finished the narrative storyline in Dave the Diver. Um it this game Rochelle, I don't know you. You're off camera. I mean, I think we know each other, but I don't know your taste that well. If you liked Inside because of the underwater part, this game is cozy as fuck. Yeah. All the imagery, <laughs> yes. all the music, everything is fucking uh, uh, cute in a non-derogatory way. Uh, like, cute in a positive way. Not cute the way Apodoc is cute. That's, like, derogatory. <laughs> <laughs> Why me, was that so hurtful? Me doing a bit <laughs> for a camera that no one can see. <laughs> huh? like I can like... barely even see your reaction. Yeah. <laughs> I became obsessed with this game. Uh, a buddy recommended it to me, and I was on board from the jump solely because Dave was fat. I love this about this game. He's he's a he's a uh, you know big fat guy with a, a, a like a little shy smile, and he just seems like a like I I don't know. He's like like it's it's not a t a body type you ever see as a player character in a video game, right? But it's very much a body type you see in scuba divers, which sure. I think is like which I think is cool that they did because we are all like you know. Once you're underwater, it doesn't matter, you know, like yeah. it's the tank, it's the wetsuit, it's all that shit. So I found that to be really cool. And I didn't even know about like the sushi restaurant part of the game when I first started playing it. Like I, I had only been recommended about the diving stuff. And yes. then when it gets and I'm like, oh, I don't like shit like that. And then all of a sudden I was like, OK, well, Boncho, we need to find this new recipe. because, And I immediately <laughs> got on board to the because I loved the diving parts and I really like the sushi parts. Um, yes, it's a very it's a it's very fun in that the game doesn't let you get like bored with it because they're like no well now you have the sea people storyline you're like oh shit okay yeah a whole nother world a whole nother like uh, diagnose like we're not even trying to catch fish right now we're like solving crimes and puzzles and shit like that 
Yeah, it's got so much variance to you know how it plays and and so many mini games built in. And you are right that the that the core gameplay loop, which it kind of you know it really parcels out, it, it you know in a really measured way in the early game, like just introducing like one new thing with each run. Um, but when it gets to that point, just like the the loop of going down and 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 catching fish and other undersea uh, treasures and using that to um, uh, to stock your your sushi restaurant and then taking the revenue from your sushi restaurant to like upgrade your gear like that is just so satisfying and so compelling and it's like the kind of thing where uh, you know I'm impressed you went through and and finished the story because part of my my thing with playing this game is like it's just so chill and that in and of itself is so satisfying that a lot of times some of the quests I just let linger you know I just sort yeah. of like go through yeah. and, and live in it for a bit the vibes are just so like just swimming underwater. I, and I started playing mostly on my PC on Steam, but then this game itself, well, this game and my Nintendo Switch being stolen from my hotel room led me to go to, jumping to a Steam Deck. And right. uh, that's been really fun. I put in a lot of Dave the Diver time on the toilet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also the steam deck is really big to like be playing like on the toilet and stuff it's like yeah, heavy yeah. and like your wrists start to hurt and shit <laughs> you can practically use it as a squatty potty like when you get to that part of it it's like taking a full laptop into the shitter it's just like it's, <laughs> yeah, right, it's too yeah. much hardware um too much power exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh so dave the diver came out in june for pc and mac it was ported to switch in october if, if people uh you know don't have a, a, a gaming PC, you can check it out that way. It was developed and published by Mint Rocket, uh, which is a new division of a South Korean publisher called Nexon, um, which is, was previously named for free-to-play games like Maple Story. I think that's free-to-play. Dungeon and Fighter, a lot of mobile games. But this is like just like a straight-up like like not a cash grab, not like a like you know we're gonna try to, to load this thing up with microtransactions. This is like a straight-up just like game, and a lot of people like. I, I think me me as well. Like I I was I just assumed this was an indie game because it has such an indie aesthetic. But it actually, uh, you know, uh, uh, the 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 developer themselves are like, this is not an indie game. You know, this came from an established publisher. Uh, it sold an and an development studio. Um, it sold one million copies in ten days on Steam, which to me was just like so encouraging in terms of this game that had like no real marketing campaign, yeah. no real buzz about it. Just kind of comes out and just kind of word of mouth and. Uh, I, you know, th I found this through Steam Store. We were talking about curation earlier. I found this through a Steam Store recommendation, and I was just like, okay, I'll yeah. give this thing a go. And you I, turned I the, the porno tab off, and then it exactly, and then that one popped right up. <laughs> Dave the Muff second Diver base got out of there. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what I've been playing. Is yeah. That, sorry. Oh, so you yeah. played the wrong. I played, played the, the wrong, wrong one, thing. but I love it. Uh, oh, Nick, you, you played the right one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, you came to us uh, in the in the get played group chat. Yes. Has anyone heard of Dave the Diver? Heather and I were both like, no. And then you said, Matt, you got to play Dave the Diver. And then you gifted me Dave the Diver, and that's then right. I started to play it. And yeah. It is. It is as described. Very chill. Very fun. I like be I like being in the ocean. Don't get me wrong. I love the ocean. Yeah. I don't know. I love the ocean. Don't get me wrong. I love it. Uh, These I boats, love... their batteries are sinking ships. <laughs> <laughs> the windmills are making the whales go crazy. Um, but I love the I love the the sushi restaurant aspect of it. That's yes. my, this game has so much stuff in it that it, 
any part of it could be for anybody at any given time. Right. It's like you oh, maybe you don't like the swimming in the ocean part. You might like the restaurant management sim. That's great. That's like because every single part of it works so well and it plays so perfectly. It's it's a really it's a really great package. I, I I'm loving it. But I love I love managing that sushi restaurant. It's really fun. You mentioned Boncho earlier, who is the uh, the chef there, and like I think that's just like the NPCs are so good in this. Like the whole you know inciting thing that 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 begins this game is your your pal Cobra, um, and who's just this dude with a Hawaiian shirt and aviators. Yeah, uh, and, he's sort um, of like a he's sort of like a CIA adjacent like guy or right. something like they kind of co- they code these in a lot of fun uh, like pro like stereotypes is not the right word but cliches rather so like cobra cobra is like your man on the inside who's got connections to a bunch of weird shit the uh boncho maybe is the one that goes against classic cliches is a badass black sushi chef with like tiny little uh fucking uh uh what's his name jean renault glasses Um, oh yeah yes right yeah then like every character you get introduced so this is one of the few games I've ever played that I never skipped a cutscene, even repeat. Cutscenes are great. Sorry, keep yeah. going. They're and they're quick. They know they're that quick, they're yeah. just showing you like a cool minute of something. But every NPC they introduce has a full-on comedy premise in addition to a full-on realized characterization. It's like it's it's just rich in this way. It's just deep. Like your gun designer guy is like a fucking like dumpy. Uh, married to like his anime pillow kind of guy who's yes. like also like and he he makes your guns but he's also really kind of like sleazy seeming the uh like there's like a guy who works at the newspaper who pays you for pictures of cool fish but he's like lightly makes fun of you for being fat all the time and like right. but I, at the characters call it out it's like hey what do you mean and then it's like moving on like there's just so <laughs> much shit going on when you watch there's like evil right wing like a james cameron type who's like mining the ground it's it's environmental it's like pro animal it's pro vibes it's pro like everyone kind of uh looks down on dave when they first meet him like the everyone's like but you're a fat diver and then he ends up being great and then when he meets the sea people they're like but you're a human and he's like ends up being great like all this stuff just keeps playing out <laughs> like it's so fucking the word i would use is charming the game is so charming, charming. as fuck yeah absolutely yeah just just loaded just loaded with charm uh yeah the 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 duff all the duff who's the weapons upgraded that you mentioned um the mm-hmm. the otaku uh, weeb guy all those those cinematics always like crack me up because it's like it, it's kind of like it it he clearly are using the guy as a punchline, but he's also so clearly unapologetically who he is. Yes. Unapologetically, this guy who's like doing this all for his figurines that he, you know, of uh, of different uh, anime uh, female yeah. protagonists. The, the charm of of that is it's it's a punchline, but it's never it doesn't ever feel like an attack. Like it, nobody is ever being like. No one is ever made to feel bad in in. in I was this about game. to say, like, yeah, you can yeah. laugh at him, but if you were a lot like him, I don't think you would be offended by the portrayal. No, no, sure, yeah, yeah. You know, my bo- there's my, also my, the Pokemon my... guy who comes later on in the yes. game too. There's I was, like... was going to say that's my guy, <laughs> yes, Sato. Yeah. Uh, yes. he's, 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 he's he's dressed exactly like Ash Ketchum, and it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and they even do bits right where Dave will yeah. be like, "Isn't this a lot like Poka?" And he's like, "Quiet." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what i like like yeah it, it is a sort of thing of like uh, d- 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 
it, it, there's there's a version where all this comedy would come across as like sweaty, but it's not. It's all it's all it all works, and um, it ties into just kind of like the feeling of that the that the stakes aren't super high, that you're not going to be punished for failure. Because even if you fail a run, yeah, you basically it's like oh, you lose all the fish you've caught except for. Uh, you know, you just get to retain one. It's not like a huge thing, and no. there's, since there's not a ton of time pressure in this game, it doesn't feel like it's like this huge setback. And then you just get back in the ocean. Exactly. <laughs> then you just hop back in there. I'll get back in. Yeah. Uh, just do, talking. Yeah. Go on. You do two dives, then a shift at the restaurant. Two dives, yeah. then a shift at the restaurant. Then <laughs> yeah. eventually you'll have like a farm and like a fish farm and shit. And then that's when it starts to get to be like. I'm getting out of my depth here, and then boom, it's end game, and you're like, oh, thank right. God. <laughs> yeah. So about the diving, it absolutely nails the feel of swimming, like, yes. like which I think so many games, like it's it's like you dread the water sequences, especially if it's not fully water based, but that's its own thing. But just like the, it's so easy to maneuver like on top of the water. Only you mean is that what you're saying? You're still mad about this? <laughs> well, I'm just saying it wasn't <laughs> really a water game. Um, it, it it like like just moving around. Uh, just, just the ability of like, just kind of move freely. It, it, mm-hmm. like, as Dave, it, it just, it feels so good, and it's one of those things where I think that's a big part of why it's so satisfying. Because there's also like a dash that you can do. Uh, there's certain like you can grab, you know, certain items that improve your your maneuverability. Yeah. But overall, it's like not like a, it's not a, a, a difficult to get where you're trying to go underwater. It like kind of really feels like. I, I've never scuba dove, but it really feels like what I assumed scuba diving would feel like, and certainly what feels like my experience of swimming underwater. Yeah, and like the way that you move when you have like when when you're using a particular weapon, for example, too, like that has like its own sort of like you have to the way you have to angle it, and it's like your your spear gun or whatever it is, like you have to, like that has its own sort of feel versus the other gun that you might have too. They all feel different. And I'm playing on the Steam Deck also, and I've been using the those little touch pads right there, and I, I love those little touch pads for for a game like this. You kind of just move on those bad boys itself. Ooh, Pretty nice. I, yeah, I, I didn't do yeah. that. I've been using yeah. those joysticks like a normal freak. Um, <laughs> I in the last few years got kind of into scuba diving, and I've dove in a few places around wow. the world. And uh, it's uh, you know it's horrifying. I'm I am very afraid of it. I should say I have like mm-hmm. claustrophobia. So right. putting a bunch of shit on and having the tunnel vision and only hearing your breath and stuff and feeling like you're trapped at the bottom of the sea because you can't just push off. You'll or your brain will bleed or whatever. That shit gets to you. But there is something when you're doing scuba diving right. When you're in the pocket, in the state of flow or whatever, yeah, or if I want to use more scuba diving technology, when you're at zero neutral buoyancy in that you, it, you, are, you do not need to do anything to remain afloat. You do not need to do anything to sink. You are just at an even pace, which is something you do with like regulating your BPV, your flotation device. Uh-huh. And when you get it, BPV is bulletproof vest. It's definitely, that's not what it is, but BVD. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once your BVD is underwear, that's not it either. Uh, but BDE once you, uh, is big dick energy. Right, right. That's, yeah. uh, that, that is actually what I mean, though. Uh, so, <laughs> perfect. Once you have your dick energy sorted. Yeah. But, nope. We're talking about Dave the Muff Diver, right? <laughs> I've rolled credits on Dave the Muff Diver. <laughs> you have to give your stepmom uh, an orgasm. Ha <laughs> 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 
way easier if I knew She seems mad. Would have been way easier if I knew how to use the touch pads. But when you achieve, when you're in that zero buoyancy moment, that is, I've had experiences at like 50 feet down where I felt like I was in outer space. Wow. Because you are just fully sailing over coral reef with fish swimming and out of it. All of a sudden, you are like this being flying over a world, and you're not even doing any effort. You're just lightly moving your feet like this, and all you can hear is your breath, and all you can see is the bottom of the ocean, and next thing you, you feel like you're a fucking astro- an aquanaut or whatever, and it's a super... Ri- and I feel like the game gives you that feeling by changing the tone of what it sounds like underwater, even like never really hearing dialogue and like just hearing the like, like uh, shit is the game is fucking smooth as fuck. Gameplay. Talk about the harpoon. Any issue it you have wielding it, like you just learn eventually. Like the game is just uh, is a well-made smooth game and it makes you feel good when you play. And like Nick said, it sucks when you die, but just only cause like, your health bar is also your oxygen in a way. So mm-hmm. it's which slowly I, which I going down. Which I love because it's slowly going down the whole time. Yeah. And then once you get into combat, you get like in a situation where if you get hurt, now you have like it's even harder to get out of the water. Or shit, I wish I would have gotten into combat earlier. Now I'm already so depleted. Like I just like that about the game too. It, it, it fucks with your strategy and how it's being played too. It gives you it like it to me the the one health pool oxygen is both like you know how long you can stay underwater and you if you take damage from like a you know a mako shark bites you you lose yeah. oxygen like having that one health pool it's just like it it's it's it, it's a symptomatic of just like how the whole game is so well designed where it's like it it makes the things that you don't want to uh, it, it it makes certain elements just so simple and so straightforward and then adds complexity to uh, a, a lot of the other things like all the resource management um yeah uh, it, it, it on the sim side of things. So like, yeah, it's 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 simple in the right ways and it's complex in the right ways. We played Dredge on this show a couple months ago. Dredge is a fishing, yes. uh sort of horror game, Gabrus. And I I think that yeah. might be the next Steam Deck game I download. I I got a list of like good for the deck games and yeah. okay. Dredge has been recommended to me pre deck as well. Wow, what, what did you guys think of the game? Dredge is also great. It is, um, uh, it is uh, kind of very, you know, d- d- the opposite of cozy. It's much yeah, more. Yeah, it's of like an a, it's a horror. It a, it's like a Lovecraftian eldritch horror kind of game too. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's worth playing. I think it's really cool. It's also yeah. like a, you know, much. It's it's short. It's certainly shorter than Dave the Diver. The thing is, like the gameplay loop, and as far as a game where you're catching fi- and trapping fish, is not nearly as satisfying. So from that standpoint, it doesn't like compare as well. Uh, uh, but. Um, I do think just like a, 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 like as a as a as a world, and I think the the narrative design is all really cool. Yeah, and there, but there is there is no sushi restaurant in Dredge. That's a big yeah. issue. There's no sushi restaurant you're managing. <laughs> well, then maybe I'll like a little bit more of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you guys uh, now that everyone's decked decked out, if you will? Um, do you have a like? I've been playing a lot of Slay the Spire and Vampire Survivors, but I've been yeah. playing those for like ye- months or years now. Yeah. Uh, but I've gotten really in the habit of like Steam Deck while I watch a bad TV show, and so I or like a movie I've seen a hundred times. 
Right. Curious, curious. Uh, have you guys stumbled upon any games that you find either has ported really well to the deck, or oh, this is a really fun game. Uh, if you haven't played it, it works well on the deck. Like uh, the main reason I took this, I, I agreed yeah. to do this episode was to get to get recommendations from our Steam yeah. Deck games. Yeah. <laughs> deck Rex. No, I think Deck Rex. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. So I I in this room I'm the one with the Steam Deck. Um, ah, and I I am the one with the Steam. Deck. I am the one. You think that of me, Skyler? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still so mad at Skyler. <laughs> oh man, Skyler makes me so mad. Don't even get me started, dude. Um, honestly, Baldur's Gate three, dude, because like it, there's there's stuff in that game where you don't have to. You can be in like a flow state, kind of like if you're in a goblin encampment and you're not really paying attention. There's not a lot of story going on. You just know you have to take down a bunch of guys. Get get Baldur's Gate three on the Steam Deck and then just have that with you at all times because let me tell you this too you don't have to be online to be playing Baldur's Gate 3 so you could take that fucker on an airplane and be playing Baldur's mm. Gate 3 on an airplane dude Whoa! I've done it and it's depending on what you're doing you know you don't want to be doing one of the yeah, horny missions, missions exactly. or something you don't want to be yeah. T- fucking Eiffel towering a dragon kind. Yeah, you don't want to be. You don't want to be comfort getting plus. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want your, your your player character joining the Mile High Club. Uh, <laughs> but it's you don't want to get caught tugging off to your avatar going. <laughs> Baldur's Gate three. I, I like Baldur's that. Gate I, three on the Steam. It's a, it's it's a big boy on there, honestly. So it's like it's gonna it's gonna require a lot from the Steam Deck. I find uh, but, my Steam Deck. Yeah. I got. I got one of the big ones. I find yeah. it gets hot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So then this, but there's also like, I'll because you own it on Steam, right? You so you own Baldur's. I Day. own it on PlayStation. That's my problem. Oh, uh, I yeah. see. Okay. Well, then you're not probably gonna want to double dip in there. You. Perfect. Let me get two different Baldur's Gate three campaigns going. It cro- it be- does cross save. It does so it does cross progression. So you could pick it up on Steam. And carry it over, you know, to to uh, to your PlayStation as well. Holy uh, shit! Back and forth. Holy but shit! But that's only if you have, you know, you, that's not that's not for everybody, of course. Um, that's that's for the people that are trying to actually take this shit seriously, you know. <laughs> but I, I mentioned on the I mentioned on, first off, I, I I'm looking to see if there is one in the Steam Store now. But like, you know, there's there's like a great curation list on uh, in the Steam Store that's just PC recommended by PC Game Pass, and it just lists all the games that are on Steam that are also on PC Game Pass. In case you have that, so I I would not be shocked if there was a. Uh, there, there's a curator that's like you know great on Steam Deck that just kind of like lists ones yeah. that are r- lists yeah, really good the, versions. In the Steam Store, they do have like a, a deck recommended or whatever you know like uh, works right. well on the deck or something like that. Um, have, did you guys play? Um, wait, it was an, it's similar to. Have you played Into the Breach? That's something I was. Oh my god, I love Into the Breach. Into the Breach, I uh, was like my favorite game that came out that year. I I played the shit out of it. I actually was this. This is a thing I remember uh, going back and forth with you back in the day. Is that I had played the shit out of Into the Breach. I had never played FTL, which was uh, Subset Games' their first game. And so oh, I went shit, to you. Oh shit! It's the same people. It's the yeah. same developer. And so I went to you and was like, "Hey, should I like?" Or I, I think I maybe just asked generally if about maybe even online when I was posting online about uh, how F, if I if I'd like FTL. And you actually got me on FTL. You got me to 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 play it and then also give it a second chance. I have like over a hundred hours in that game. 
Um, oh, but wow. yeah, into the, Bre- the breach is fucking awesome. Oh, cool. I'll check that out. I enjoyed FTL big time. But mm-hmm. if if someone was like, you could recommend this to any one of your friends uh, th- that you think might like it more than you, you would be the person that would come to mind. It's like yeah. such <laughs> like a. I've seen you manage chaos like in comedy and <laughs> on your podcast like so many times in your life yeah. that I'm like this guy's fucking built for this kind of game. <laughs> as far as deck recs go too, I gotta say Disco Elysium, great on the Steam Deck. And if you, mm. I think you've played Hades a little bit, right? Oh Have you yeah, with Hades. Oh, I, I I've played a lot of Hades. Okay, yeah. Vampire Survivors. That's a perfect deck. You mentioned game. that, yeah. I've been playing that okay. countlessly. Okay. Oh, I've oh, unlocked good. like good. fifteen characters on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Then then that's those, one of those, those fun games ones. too that I ne- I never I kind of didn't do this with Dave ever either. Like at some point, I eventually go on like Reddit or Google or IGN, and I'm just like, "Am I doing this right?" And then it's like, "Make sure you do blank, blank, and blank." And you're like, "Oh fuck, yeah." Vampire Survivors. I have no idea what I should be trying to complete you know what i mean in a way that's kind of fun in a way that it's always like you unlocked mordecai or whatever i'm like i don't even know how the fuck i did that (laughs) (laughs) pick some character pick some level and try to stay alive for as long as possible and i have no idea what i'm trying to do with it but there's something fun about that too absolutely uh, any other thoughts on Dave the Diver? I mean, I, I, I just, I, I would heartily recommend this game to anyone who just wants a, a chill, uh, fun experience, and also a game you could play for a while because I think the campaign is like north of twenty hours. It's yeah, it's, it's a twenty hour game. Yeah, it's pretty. Subs- do, it's, it's a, it's a decent size. You could do a lot, with and you it. could I, play it in fifty hours. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like, exactly. Like you could you take your time it to it. Yeah, right. It's so it, it's really fun. It's really again. It, it, so it does something that I think modern games are starting to get right more than any more than games from when we were younger. It's like it adds to the game as you play it where it's like, OK, so you've got all this shit figured out. Great. Here's one little layer to the onion. You're like, yes. Oh, shit. Weird. And then you're like, all right, you've been you've been living in this kind of realm for a few hours. Here's another layer. Here's another, and then you're fully sizzling with everything where you're like, all right, need to take a photo, need to upgrade my tranquilizer gun, need to, and like, you know, and then you're like, I need to get the seaweed for the sea people at my farm. And all of a sudden you got like 20 things going that if when I turn the game on, they start rattling that shit off, I would have like fucking put a nail gun through my Steam Deck like the killer. I'm like, I don't know if I can handle this shit. I'm out, you know? So yeah. I love the way they, like, uh, the uh, I keep, I, I think I've talked about this every time I've been on. Just, like, that's, like, the newest trend in games to me where it's, like, the game will teach you the game. Like, it's built mm-hmm. in there. There's, like, look, no one's looking at instruction manuals. Games don't even come with them anymore. Just start playing the game, and it'll either tutorial you or give you the most basic introduction and then slowly add shit as the game goes on. It's fucking cool. And Dave's the, the, and like I don't even like si- sushi like restaurant sims or anything. I don't like that kind of shit. That like idle game shit. Like mm-hmm. the, I can't believe how much time I spent pouring green tea and beers in this game yes. of like I'm like I don't even like doing shit like this, but I better fucking get it right because I need the tips. The sound, the tips, yeah. The sound for pouring the tea and then pouring the tea perfectly 
is up there with some of the best sounds I've ever heard. It's really I, satisfying. It's so satisfying. And then the, and that just like percent, yeah. <laughs> there's this little like, you know, a liquid physics mini game that's just one element of one part of the game. Yeah. It's just like there's there's just so many like little delights uh, packed in there. I got pretty um, good at pouring the tea. I'm pretty good at it too. I'm pouring bad at too. pouring beers, but I'm good at the tea. I can yeah. always almost get perfect on the tea. Beers I just like never really figured out. Mhm. But but you're absolutely right, Gabrus, and I think that is like the the big thing about this game. The big win about this game is that the slow roll of new mechanics that it just like there, there's always something new happening, and for for a huge chunk of the game, I would say for most of the game, it's just like you're going through it. Here's one more thing. Here's one more thing. It never comes out in a way that that overwhelms you. Uh, and uh, yeah, I I I love it. I love all the mini games. I love the uh, the kind of random feel to everything. Um, I think this has it also has one of the best in-game smartphones for what it's worth. Yeah. So often yes! I see a phone in a game, I'm just like, oh god, I don't want to deal with this shit. This is what I'm trying to escape right now. But it's so like it's it's just like another uh, layer of gameplay, and it's like a great a, a just just way to. Um, uh, just a great way to have the UX presented. Hell yeah. yeah. Right. It's just like an in-game menu more or yeah. less, but it's presented in such a cool way. And then, it, and and like a lot of these other, these mo- these modern games too, with like that know how uh, achievement based we all are, like eventually you get like, now the environmental guy is saying, I need five red shells, five blue shells, five purple shells. Now this guy's saying, you need to catch a perfect version of the mitochondrion or whatever. This guy's saying, get me a photo of the electric eels. So your shit starts piling up that you have to do, but it's never overwhelming because there, no. there's almost no time constraints on the game except for when like a celebrity uh, customer is coming to the restaurant. Yes. That's the only game. And I fucked up one celebrity customer so many times, and here's the thing. They just decide to come back three days later. Always, <laughs> yeah. So like if the, the the most stressful part of the game is like we need to have seaweed here by day three because this Japanese pop star character had in, in needs seaweed or whatever, and you're like, "Fuck, I'm not gonna have it." And he's like, "I'll be back," and you're like, "Okay, never mind." <laughs> I, like, I guess it wasn't that I, big of a deal. Was, actually, I was really spiraling about this for a while. <laughs> uh, Matt, any other thoughts? There's there is an in-game cat, Momo. Look, this is a good guy. <laughs> Momo is good. Any look, I'm hard pressed to think of one of these uh, cats from a game that I don't really like. Yeah, they're all pretty good. Can you? I mean, can you pet Momo? I don't think you can. I don't know if you can pet Momo. Hmm. The game is bad. <laughs> Actually, not sure. I'm sure we can figure that out. Uh, yeah, refu- great game. I refuse to ever find out. Fuck, <laughs> fuck Momo. Uh, great game a lot of fun so good hey I got a segment here this is a new one we haven't done before run around with a segment I'll allow it okay here we go this is (laughs) would you blathers this is a video game version of would you rather I'll give you a video game related scenario a couple of video game related scenarios and you tell me which one You'd prefer. Okay. All right, here we go. Ooh. Would you blathers be a bear with a bird in his backpack like Banjo or be a bird riding in the backpack of a bear like Kazooie? Mm. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to go full Banjo here. Mm. 
Is yeah. that the, is that how you answer this? I'm like, no, yeah, I'm like, absolutely. Wait, yeah. Wait. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, no, that's well, yeah. Banjo, banjo's yes. I think I think I'd have to say the same because yeah, if you're the if you're banjo, you're the bear, you're doing a lot of the heavy lifting. But then if you're the bird in the backpack, you're kind of called upon to do stuff. Maybe that's not at a convenient time for you. Mm. You know. Uh, so I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go banjo as well. Is there, are these are there correct answers? Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, you're both right. Okay. We'll say that. Okay. Oh, thank okay. God. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just I. It's just hypothetical. Okay, Whatever you want to answer, Rochelle. You got a you got a preference, bird or bear? Um, bird because I am a passenger princess. Oh, there you go. <laughs> go off. Okay. All right. Next up, would you blathers? Have Johnny Silverhand's personality electronically implanted into your brain like in Cyberpunk 2077, or have a Mind Flayer parasite burrow into your brain like in Baldur's Gate 3? Okay, so this is really tough. Yeah. And this actually is really tough. (laughs) (laughs) Because here's the thing. Johnny Silverhand, Keanu Reeves, really cool. Yeah. But in spoilers for Cyberpunk, doesn't seem like you can really do anything about that. Whereas the Mind Flayer, mm-hmm. I believe there is a cure. I think you can get cured. Spoilers for Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> uh, I think the <laughs> my my case, and I'll, I'll, I'll let Gabrus answer, my big thing with Silverhand is that as cool as Keanu is, I feel like I wouldn't have any privacy. So just at any time. Oh no! You caught me jacking up. off again, exactly. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, because you know what? There's a whole part of Baldur's Gate three that I haven't really explored, like eating the fucking slugs or whatever it is, and you, you can upgrade your like mind flayer powers. I have. I chose not to do that this run. Right. So maybe I go full mind flayer and see what we can do. See what we can cook up together. Ooh, um, I've not played Cyberpunk, and I'm just fresh into Baldur's Gate, but I'm gonna go with the Mind Flayer Parasite just because I want to shout out the fucking visual of the parasite crawling into the eye that they show in oh, the yeah. game. Fucking that sick. is fucking gnarly. That's yeah, radical. It's truly crazy. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's inside esque body horror. Oh yeah. Um, all right. Next up, would you would you Blathers have an arm that's a gun like Mega Man's Buster Cannon, or have an arm that's a grappling hook like the Wolf in Sekiro? So one of your arms is being replaced with either a cannon or a grappling hook. C- cannon Ooh. easily. Cannon easily. Cannon. easily. I have Shit. no reason to go up. I have no reason for a ga- <laughs> grappling hook. I have no. That's funny. This is the for me. This was the easiest decision to make as yeah. well, and I would go grappling hook. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, to me, you said Sekiro, but for me, Bionic Commando is the game of hey, my childhood there you go. that I think about all the time. About yeah. like that's such fun gameplay. The idea to have like that Batman and or famously Spider Man mentality of being able to like shoot and swing and and like that seems for me more useful than you know firing buster cannons at people even though right buster cannons make me feel good (laughs) (laughs) i feel like everyone if i was i was just like i had a gun that was attached to my body Mm -hmm. that would make people nervous and so yeah you (laughs) (laughs) 
they see me coming with that thing, they know everything's fine. That's true. That's like you've heard of Chekhov's gun, but have you heard of a Weiger's arm gun? <laughs> if that comes out in the first act, it's being pressed to his own temple in the third. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Wanna see a magic trick, buddy? Wanna see my jaw disappear? <laughs> have you ever seen that have you ever seen Fight Club? <laughs> I'm my own Tyler Durden, buddy. Uh, let's do one more. Would you blathers crash land your plane into a lost underwater libertarian utopia like Bioshock or be stranded on an island populated by cute animals like an Animal Crossing New Horizons? Oh, come on. I don't got time for all that other bullshit. Give me those animals. <laughs> I'm not going to read Atlas Shrugged to understand what's going on. Get me with yeah, my boy Dom and Ketchup, the red duck. <laughs> I, I've only played Bioshock, and even that I didn't play too much of. But the animal, cute animal, I, I don't know. When you said trapped on an island full of cute in my head, I was like, oh, yeah. And then you said animals, <laughs> and I was like, oh, right. That makes more sense. <laughs> cute power lifters. Uh, yeah, no, I... Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm game. Uh, I'm game for the island too, and mostly just because I'm an island guy. I don't like the yeah. the Bioshock shit. Kind of sketches me out a little. And there's constantly like listening to like announcements and shit would drive exactly. Me crazy. No, yeah, people you can hear in hallways talking to themselves, being like, "If only they trusted my formula or whatever they're saying." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'd want to be. I'd want to be in Rapture. Also, you got the threat of big daddies, and you're not really dealing with any sort of. Uh, you know, but but. You could be a big daddy as well. Ooh. I mean, I guess. But then, yeah, what fate is that? Yeah. Yeah, To what end? Yeah. Mm. You're walking down uh, the bio, and you just hear down the hallways, it's like, and actually, the crank is not for power. It's just for gameplay. Get me the fuck out of here. (laughs) Scraping their human nails along the wall. Like, ugh. Uh, we'll take a, hey, we, we might do this again. If anyone wants to pitch any would you blather scenarios, uh, toss them in our Discord, and maybe we'll use them and credit you in a future episode. Um, and hey, that's this week's Get Played. I uh, want to shout out Rochelle, our producer. Uh, also, check out our paywalled show, Get Animated, which is over at patreon.com slash get played. Uh, Gabrus, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, anything you would like to plug? Uh, yeah. Um, oh, this is probably coming out in a while. Uh, check out um, uh, the two podcasts Weiger mentioned earlier, High and Mighty and Action Boys, and also 101 Places to Party Before You Die is on Max still. If you haven't caught it, uh, it might be for you, you gaming nerds. <laughs> great a, show. A great, great show. Also, so yeah, Action fun. Boys should know with a Z. Action Boys with a Z. Um, yes. Check it out on Patreon. Do you, have any, do you have any unlocked episodes in the High and Mighty feed? We have a bunch of, uh, if you go to free.actionboys.biz, uh, there's about eight or nine free episodes you can listen to there as well. Oh, yeah. awesome. All the ones that have been in the High and Mighty feed are now just living on that feed for people to check out. Wow. There you go. Wow. That's a great show. Indeed, One of my wow. favorites. Um, thank Gabriel's, you, Iger. Gabriel, thank you so much for being here. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say it, you know what, in a kind of a gentle, sort of chill, sort of a, a, a Dave the Diver fashion, you got played. You got played. That was a headgum podcast.